Welcome, everyone, to Greetings from Beyond Radio. I'm your host, Rich Valdez, and as usual, my co-host, Vicki Burnett. And I'm not going to tell her to say hi today, uh, just because. She's just going to give us a thumbs up. Uh, either way you look at it, um, last week was a debacle thanks to Wi-Fi. Technology, got to love it went down on us twice it was supposed to be episode 10 so since there was no episode 10 season one today is episode 10 season one and what better way to start it off with than someone that i have a great deal of respect for and love for i treat her and love her like a little sister um and for all i know she's possibly older than i am it's just that she keeps it well you know (laughs) she you know it's it's amazing these these days but um before we go any further let's give credit where credit is due when it comes to greetings from beyond radio and where you can hear us on a regular basis um we are just about broadcast anywhere and everywhere uh nowadays so greetings from beyond radio as you can see on your screen you can watch us on spotify facebook youtube amazon music the parallax iHeartRadio, podcast uh link or index actually listen notes look at that i'm losing my eyesight samsung podcast apple podcast although they're giving us a little issues when it comes to them uh google and also we have pandora although people are always going to confuse pandora with the actual bracelet it's an actual thing pandora uh actually has their own listening uh devices so that being said you know my guest i have really known for i think well over a decade now way over a decade and um i was honored to actually have been um allowed to join i I didn't ask to but john zaff has actually asked me and scott morrow to join at that time a little known unknown team called prisney uh little did i know it was a it was not a little team. It was a huge team with a lot of members and Beth Ezo happened to be one of them. And of course, Beth mm-hmm. Ezo back and forth, back and forth. We talked, got mm-hmm. to know each other, had a lot of things in common. And then one day I found Beth on my new favorite show over a decade ago. Can you believe it? Called haunted collector. And there she was with the boss man. I was like, Oh, cool. Well, I finally get to see them in action, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be there to enjoy these investigations with them. So regardless, 
Beth has been in this a very long time when it comes to the paranormal. I want to get to know her a little bit better. And I'm sure Vicky has her own set of questions to ask while we're doing the show. So please, with no further ado, help me welcome to the show a very dear friend of mine, Beth Ezo. Welcome to the welcome show, to Beth. show, Beth. Hi. 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 I can still hear I me. I can still hear me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Beth, so one question I, I've so never even I've thought, never thought of asking, asking quite frankly, frankly, and I think it's funny. Think it's funny. How did you get How started you in the paranormal? The paranormal? Um, so it kind of went back to my elementary days mm. in school. Um, there was this book, I've talked about it before, and I can't remember the name of it, which really bugs me, but it was about ghosts, UFOs, um, spontaneous human combustion, all that kind of stuff. And I would take it out all the time. I'm sure my mom was like, what the heck is this girl doing? But um, that piqued my interest really early. And I just kind of rolled from there. You know, then you're watching Vincent Price stuff, House on Haunted Hill, getting more into it as a kid. And... Um, which eventually led me to seeing Ed and Lorraine Warren quite a few times, um, which led me to meeting a woman who pointed me in the direction of John. How young were you when you learned when you, Oh, you can't hear me now. I can hear you. Okay. How, how old were you when, when you met John? I was a teenager. So 15, 16, 17, 16, maybe 16. 16. Okay. Can you imagine Vicki? So see, we lived in the wrong place. I would imagine you lived in Connecticut back then too. So yeah, we we're just not in the right place, Rich. I know My, Miami and South Florida, to be honest with you was, I mean, we, we have our little haunted, you know, places here and there, but not as much as Connecticut. I mean, every time you, I mean, what's the most haunted location that you've ever investigated in Connecticut? In Connecticut? Um, not known. It probably, I mean, it was a private home. It's not anywhere that you would know. As far mm -hmm. as location-wise, that would be known. A lot of the buildings aren't there up near where John lives. Um and now at this moment, the name of the house is obviously eluding my brain. Um, the Phelps Mansion. Okay. It's, it's not there, but the grounds are still there. You can go walk on it and do stuff. And there's a couple of the like the sheds and garages left. So you can go there. Well, I can tell you on a road trip when I was going to Salem, when as soon as I hit Connecticut, my GPS went out. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to pull over. And hope everything rebooted in order for me to find my way. But yeah, it was fine until I got to Connecticut. Something eerie about Connecticut. I'm telling you just about every, I guess it's the location. I don't know. I mean, it's rich in history. So there's a lot here. Yeah, that's true. So 16-ish would have been around the time you started. Yeah. What was your first paranormal experience? Oh, um, with John or on my own? On your own. Oh, as a kid, um, I used to sleep in my room and I would hear snoring coming from underneath my bed. And I would run around and I would check my sister and my mother and nobody was sleeping. They were both awake and I would still hear it. 
And come to find out, I was telling my grandmother that. And she's like, oh, I know who that is. I'm like, well, who is it? And she's like, that is your great-grandfather who used to sleep in that room. And the dog would sleep under the bed and snore. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's my first memory that I remember of having something happen. That is... So was was it your grandfather or was it your dog? No, no, it would would have been my great grandfather, and it was his dog that would sleep under the bed with him, and the dog would snore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a first. I, I've always heard people say I've seen I saw a shadow person or this or my grandparents, but nope. this is a dog. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people have asked me to read about animals and ones that they've lost. And um, what I've been shown a lot of times is animals will stay here. Yeah. And they stay around for a while and you can hear like their feet. I've never heard of snoring. You can hear their feet moving or you'll hear certain things that they did in the house all the time. But they tend to, animals tend to stick around here. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I find it interesting whenever people do come across their actual pets it just shows that even the afterlife there's room for the for their our pets our beloved pets that's a good thing um you have done several projects other than just the haunted collector but let's talk about the haunted collector a little bit was this an opportunity given to you uh, separately or did John just bring you in on this project? Um, well, he gave produce uh, the producers different people. Um, the producers then picked from the people who they wanted to test. Okay. And then for the test, we were picked. And as we can see there, we have John's daughter and son, yourself, that hippie behind behind him, him, Brian J. Kano at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Love the guy. Actually, that's the first thing that John told me to tell him when I first met him back in 2011. He said, tell that hippie to cut his hair and stop handing out flowers. So how, how did you, your, your experience being part of this, once-in-a-lifetime show that covers haunted items. How was that for you? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was a good experience. Um, you know, I don't think people necessarily realize how hard it is, though, when you're on the road constantly and you don't know when you're coming home. So it's, you know, you're, everything's kind of up in the air and you're going every four days or so, you're on a plane going somewhere else. So while it was fun, it's also kind of stressful sometimes. So it'd be what, four days of filming? No, typically it would be three days of filming. Okay. That travel day. And then you'd go to the next spot. Wow. Yeah. Just, just, and there's just no way around that. I mean, you you have no choice. They already have the cases lined up for you, I would imagine. Yeah. So you have to go and take care of that. So what was the most intriguing case? I, I want our producer to put up a picture of you guys in action. And I want to test your memory to see. <laughs> we got to try here. 
All right. I know where that is. All right. Yeah, I know who that is, and I know who that is, but I know where that is, though. I'm okay. Sure I know where that is. And that was in Connecticut, actually. Really? At the horse, the lady with, um, I forget her name, but she had issues with, she had a horse uh, stable when she was having issues. Pretty sure. Okay. But there was no haunted item there. There was a hunting going on. Right. And it was, I think it was from the horses, if I remember correctly. Really? Yeah, I think so. Horses that passed away? I, I don't remember. She had stables and she was having issues. We came in and I feel like, see this, I should have reviewed all our old cases. <laughs> somehow connected with the horses. So Vicky, so, what do you, Vicky, what do you what sense, do you off, sense this off this picture? I mean, it probably, I mean, did you guys bring in somebody that was an expert that could, um, in tune with the animals? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been the best thing to do. And um, But like I said, I mean, animals tend to hang around a lot longer than humans do. They do. But I've never seen anybody help, like, calm down a spirit animal. I know that that apartment we're in was so hot and humid in there. It was so hard. <laughs> hard to keep it cool keep when it's cool really hot. hot. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, so what'd you discover what'd you in this one particular, in this particular case? case? Rich, I'm old. <laughs> I rem I just I I know I remember there being some kind of um somebody, I don't know if they wrote something on the pavement or on the floor, like some kind of symbol, and I remember the horses. Okay. That's okay. all right now. Was that in the stable or in the house? No, I think that, I feel like it was outside because we were talking about it outside in front of where the stables were. And there's actually pictures of us in front of her, her stables. Okay. Okay. You know, I, 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 I always like to throw a little twist into, you know, this, you've been watching our show since you started and, and it's not to put anyone on the spot. It's just to create conversation. And I know and that there's know another there's pick, another here, pick here, here that our producer, that our producer has. has. And, and go ahead and shoot that pick up, please, please, Jen. Jen. Oh, I think that's in the firehouse. Ah, the firehouse. 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 Okay. So, so stuff behind it. So I'm I'm so I'm, I'm noticing I'm that noticing you were that you lead, lead investigator, investigator there. there. I love it. The only one. Yes. Yes. So, I so, mean, I mean, one thing's for one sure, thing's John, for sure, John, John is very John loyal to his to peeps. His and, peeps and, and I like, I, that's like what I've always liked about him when it comes to that. But what exactly but what do you recall? Do you recall, you recall something from that case that you could possibly fill us in with? I don't remember what the item was from that case. I know that much. So there was an item. Yeah. There, I think in almost every other one there was the horse one is, is getting to me though. Cause I don't, remember 100%. So I'm going to I might have to get back to you on that one. But the no firehouse um I'm trying to think it was the building was so old and it was in this old section of t like I mean it was their current town but it was really 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 old all like you know um brick walkways kind of thing. Um and it was weird cuz the firehouse was in the middle and then there was buildings around us that were vacant. Mm -hmm. 
and for whatever reason the firehouse was getting a lot of activity but i don't remember what that item was from that one what what, what has what been, has your, been experience your experience when it comes to the most haunted, most haunted of locations, locations like like i've discovered I've hospitals, discovered hospitals mm-hmm. are usually the, are most haunted, the most haunted especially abandoned ones. abandoned ones how about you how about you um for me um so presney got invited to go observe somebody's house they didn't want any help they just said we want you to come see what's going on and that's it so we went to this house and um do you remember the movie ghost yes of course okay the black like evil shadows that would come out of the ground Mm -hmm. there was like little black shadows running around the basement of this house so we were like all right and we went upstairs and john was downstairs in that area and when he came up he looked like a little startled and we were like is everything okay and he's like my crucifix just got yanked and that was probably the scariest thing for me because to see him even tilt a little to the being a little uneasy i was like okay now it's this isn't good so that's probably the most haunted I see Vicky's mouth Vicky's moving, mouth but I don't hear her talking. Have you found any correlation between the typical type of items that tend to be haunted or have something connected to it? Are they things that were toys? Were they made of metal? Were they made of wood? Is there any correlation between the articles? Not really. I mean, if you, for example, at John's, where all John's stuff is, I mean, there's clothing items, there's crucifix, there's dolls, there's clothes from, there was a, the Hartford Circus Fire, which was many, many, many years ago. And he actually has this little girl's dress there. Um, and it, there's no rhyme or reason to anything because everything's so different. It's different time periods, different elements. So I don't, I don't see any correlation with that. Interesting. Yeah. I, I would imagine I would anything imagine that, anything that, was attached was to any attached kind of tragedy, kind of tragedy maybe, cursed, maybe cursed, would end up, would in, end John's end up in John's museum. museum. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Me personally, I, I would never. I've always told the man, man, no, no. I, I, I just can't. I just can't. If I find out I one find item, out it item, could potentially have something have attached, something to, attached it, to it. It's no, out. It's out. It's gone. And I'm sure it's you're the same way too. Um. It's gone to John. <laughs> I did have one thing I bought that was haunted. And my mother, I was still living at home at the time, was like, you're not keeping that in our house. She's like, we can go put it outside in the garage. So I put it to John's and it's in his museum now. Wow. Wow. So would so you say, you've been in and out of the paranormal out, here and there ever, ever since you left the haunted collect, uh, collector show but would you say that it's something you just can't escape um yes and no i mean i i've mentally been able to check myself out um because there have been points when i just need to to be away from it um but then there's also the little creeping in of oh hey maybe i missed this a little bit maybe i want to do more again so um but i can check out if i need to you know, what's funny is I remember our conversation a few weeks back and you said, you know, because of your show, I've now regained or 
your show has rekindled my interest in the paranormal again. And what did I tell you? You can never completely get out. I know. And John always says that too. You never, once you get in, you can't ever completely get out. It's true. It's true. Have there been any projects that you've thought of getting back into again when it comes to the paranormal? I mean, I'm open to anything. I, there's, you know, there's nothing in particular that's, you know, knocking down my door, but, um, I'm open to, you know, doing things, um, conventions, speaking, any of that stuff. I'm kind of open to everything. Okay. I would think a good way maybe to kind of get your toe back in is maybe do some consultation for other teams. Think about it. Yeah. That's a good idea. I, I, I think someone that has the experience that you have, the mentoring that you got from the Godfather, the paranormal, and what you learned along the way is something that is has more value than its weight in gold. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, even though my team's name is the Paranormal Consulting Agency, we mostly consult mostly on paranormal, but we also go on into residential situations. But there have been situations where both Vicky and I have actually consulted by phone, uh, depending on the situation. What's the one thing that's drawn you the most into the paranormal? Uh, has it been haunted items or has it been haunted locations, haunted people? Has it been demonic situations? Not demonic. For Not sure. demonic. Okay. <laughs> um, but all of the above. Yes. I mean, yes. it's everything. Okay. And right when it came to books, and I, this is something I really think you should think of doing is writing a book about your experiences, your personal experiences with the paranormal and your take on it. Have you even thought of writing a book about this? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Beth, you would have so much to offer, I'm telling you right now. I think Vicky would agree with me, too. When it comes to yeah, that. if you need help, I'm a writer. She'll All be your right. ghost writer. Perfect. <laughs> Who's gonna want to pick that up and read it? Oh, trust me. There's, there's plenty of people. Yeah, there's plenty. Uh, Vicky, do you have any other questions? I mean, we have two hours to go, and we haven't even scratched the surface. Well, not two whole hours to go. <laughs> well, you know. Beth looked a little panicked when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you were saying. Like you get sucked in. I know there are times where I wanted to step back and something would happen and I'd be drawing right back in. So how long of a hi hiatus have you had? Long. Um, like we're talking, I mean, at least maybe two years until I started watching you guys again. And then I was sucked right back into the vortex. <laughs> Let me tell I mean, you. It, I shouldn't say two years because I've done stuff within two years. So I have done, like, I've done stuff with Brian in the okay. last few years. But, um, like, full-fledged on in, it's probably been, like, a while. When it comes to Brian, because I, I have, I've never worked a case with Brian, but I have seen him speak at one of the conventions that we were both speakers at. Incredible speaker. He knows what he's talking about. 
Yeah. And, I, and ironically, and we have him coming on the show next week. Next week. Oh, fun. And you know, you may want to make a surprise appearance, but it won't be a surprise because I just announced it. But uh, what what did everyone bring into the team? And I'm not talking about the haunted collector, Prisney. Um. Well, now you're going to make me think of a bunch of different Well, Dan people. Leroy, I'll start off with that because that's one of my favorite peeps right there. Uh, yeah, he is so sweet. He's the nicest guy. Um, very smart, very um, artistic, creative. He's um, And he's funny. I love Dan. Yeah. 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 And he was the techie, was the guy. techie guy. Yeah, he's a techie. Like a ghost, like legit Ghostbuster. He's on some Ghostbuster team thing. Is he? Is he? Yeah. So he wears he wears the, the wear overalls. The and, and oh my god. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy. Why am I not surprised about that when it comes to dance? Yeah. Uh, there were so many characters that I'm sure you learned from from Prisney, but when Haunted Collector got started, I think you were the only Prisney member along with John, correct? Correct. Yeah. And how did everyone else get chosen? Just just by the, by the producers or um producers you know john sent in all the candidates so to speak um and then like brian for example brian and i got called to do a test so we tested at john's house which is the weirdest experience and um so i mean my assumption is everybody tested and then they said okay this is who we want and and you know they said let's go fascinating, fascinating. so so was John's son and daughter just a shoe in because they were related or is it because of their experience? Both, I think. Both? Okay, yeah. That, that <laughs> Which isn't bad because they're great too. And yeah, I mean, they are. You gotta, I, I, I've been with John so long. I Chris was little when I met John. <laughs> so I saw him go and then like go through high school and we'd be in John's. John had a... Um, it was like a kitchen down on the bottom floor, but it's not their kitchen, if that makes sense. Um, and we would sit around this big table down there. And um, and he'd come in, you know, through the garage and say hi to everybody. And you just watch. I, so I've been watching him since he was real young. Wow. Yeah. Everybody on a team on a brings team something brings special, special to the table. What would you what say would you your say special, special thing, thing is on a team? On a team? Um, mm. I mean, I'm not psychic. I've always said that I'm not psychic, but I do feel, see, hear things. So that was what I was able to bring. I also think there's a plethora of experience. experience. Well, maybe a little bit. And, and I think I think you were the one that kept, that kept everyone balanced. balanced. When it came when to the came show, to the that's show, what I noticed, about, I noticed you. about you. You approached everything with logic which is what you need to do you need to have that one or everyone be thinking logically could it be this could it be that and you know debunk what you can along the way or else then everyone is adding to the problem instead of solving it and i felt that you were the one that kind of had the balance of everything Brian was, Brian the, one was the one that approached everything, approached through, everything science. through science. Yeah. Uh, John, John, come on. I mean, I mean, John is John a walking, is a walking museum, museum of the paranormal. paranormal. 
so he knows what to look for when it came to all the other members do you feel they held their own weight yeah 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 okay i mean chris was definitely more on the techie side with brian okay and then amy amy would delve into the history because that's what she liked but she did not want to do anything as far as investigating with us she was like no i'm not doing that I'll, I'll keep doing the history stuff and doing your digging but that's it is that what you really, that love? What you really love me yeah yeah i i do i'm i'm uh, obsessed with history okay so you were the so history were the bus history there. Bus you were the there. one that pretty, that much, pretty much, as soon as you found out where you were going, going, you were already you were going through the pages looking. Just looking. No, not, I mean, see, you got to remember a lot of the things that we did weren't public location. I mean, yes, oh. there was the firehouse and there was St. James Hotel, but all the other stuff was like private residence. So would you go to... Well, Amy would. A- Amy was the oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. Amy was, and she'd go to town hall, or you know, and, and find out information for us. She was the one that would dig and get everything we needed. Okay. Okay. Do you find she that that is, that is what's needed? What's needed. Oh, you have to do that. You absolutely need to do that. Um, it's just like when you first meet somebody, you need somebody on your team that's going to evaluate. You know, their psych is—is is this something that's you know medical is this something that's legit and then you have to also know what happened in that location or what was there in the past what i've always done our team always did the history after because we didn't want to be influenced by what may have been found during the background check so that we didn't gear our investigation one way or the other so then we would do we would do the investigation first then bobby joe on my team would do all the research and then we'd see if we could match anything up yeah um in the show you would see so amy would go do the history thing but we wouldn't get any of that information till the end either which was but you know we still needed it i find that fascinating fascinating you guys never brought in a psychic medium at all I don't know. Well, I mean, not, it was a psychic medium that was part of your team for the haunted collector. But I'm sure there were a few episodes where you guys may have worked with a few. We didn't, but there were, as you know, when you're you're filming TV, there's so many hours of film and they cut it yes. into an hour yes. show. So there were instances where we were like, I remember John and I being in, uh, we were in the St. James Hotel and we had something very legit going on and we were going with it and then the producers were like okay we don't want to go that route let's go look at this stuff and it's like why not this is what this is what we're here for um and then we so they let us continue on but it never made it to the air don't you hate that you hate that i do it's frustrating <laughs> but i think it's done on purpose because they don't want to ever put something on video that is going to prove or disprove something because it keeps people interested if you can't see it. It keeps the questions going. Like, that's my feeling. I remember the first time I was on TV. I remember the first time I was on TV. And it was about, it was for an episode of A Haunting. An episode of A Haunting. I did four hours of filming. filming. And they showed me seven seconds on on the show. show. Frustrating. And I was like, and I was like, wait, wait, what? What? 
<laughs> so and then they're chopping pieces too so you're doing like on the flies at different points and you're you're filming and then it's pieced together not the way it went yes yes you know which makes it hard sometimes too uh i'm i'm gonna uh, know what that's gonna, 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 be, gonna like. be like come, come later on this later year on when this year when my show hits, my the, show air. hits the air i want to see what they keep in and what they threw in on the editing on floor the editing and, well, I have uh, to give a shout out to Paranormal Caught on Camera. When I was on there, they pretty much used the entire interview. And it was in sequence. So I have to give them kudos because they didn't change it too much. That's great. We um, There's an episode of Haunted Collector, and I, I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but it's so funny because you see us talking. And then you see us in the car. I'm in a completely different outfit. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's us driving around on a completely different day. But they tried to make it look like it was that day. And I'm like, how did they not? I mean, it was so obvious that it was like being in white and then being in purple. I, I got to find that episode now. I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll let you know which one it is. <laughs> uh, I, what's the one location that you've always wanted to investigate but have yet to investigate two places norwich mm. mental hospital which is in connecticut okay um and the second one um is probably not anywhere near as well known but where i grew up there was something called the axe murderer house and i begged the people that own this from presney can we please go in and investigate this house this man murdered his wife with an axe there was still blood on the floor like blood stains on the floor the house was vacant for years um and i was begging them to let us in they wouldn't let us in and then somebody lit it on fire and it burned down you have yeah. got to be joking no oh my god okay. so on the flip side where would you never go back to <laughs> <sighs> problem i mean the the house we went to with the that wanted just the observation was definitely um one i could not go back to why um besides what happened to john um it seemed like they were and i could be wrong on this but it seemed like they were they had other ideas as far as what they wanted to do and how they wanted to gather people and segregate certain people of the group mm. um, to get us away from each other, which, which wasn't good. How, how many members went on that one particular case? I mean, probably at least eight, but I mean, we're talking 20 years of being in the beginning and you know, cycling through different people so, I mean, there is people like Dan that's always been around. And I think Dan and I might have been the only two that started from the beginning and made it through to, the, wow. you know, to today. And then, you know, some people would come and leave and then we would get other people. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was just Dan and I that are the, were like the last two standing. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I, I you can include a, another one because... I got the memo late. Uh, John one day, you know, told me, hey, by the way, buddy, prison is no more. Uh, I was like, no, no, it can't be. No. But I've already been promised that uh, 
We're going to go to his favorite diner next time I go, or if I ever go to Connecticut. I told you that. Yes, you told me that. Then I go to a diner. <laughs> and if I if I finally get there, when no, you know what? I'm all about when you get there. When I get there, I definitely have to investigate his museum. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lock me in, and just have some coffee and a cigarette waiting for me in the morning. I'm good to go. You don't even know. You don't even. It's, and I haven't seen it in a while because of COVID and everything. Uh -huh. you know? And I mean, I'm, he is not exaggerating. When he will show up, and there will just be packages all at his house, and then he has to cart them out to the to outside to this like porch area that he has, and then it's kind of like a whole system that he has. They go upstairs, they go in this top room, then he goes through them and he blesses them and does what he has to do for them. Then they make it downstairs into the museum. He's he's got no room. Oh, he's run out of room. No, he's no, he's out of room. He, he told he literally told us when we had him on the show. He was our first guest that it's all in his barn right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's, so it's, it's a lot. And, and, and he just doesn't collect haunted items. I don't know if Vicky's aware of this, but he has a lot of film. Yeah, and I happen to know for fact that B over here. Beth, B, that's B's my name, my my nickname for her. Saw a really scary film, I believe. You you filled me in on this, and it was of a possession. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I've seen a lot of films. So you have to. It's when you go in his office. There's film. There's every single tape tape recorded he's ever done. So. He's, I know he's still very old school as far as that. So, I mean, everything is there. He doesn't get rid of any, any of it. So there's, there's just a <laughs> He's of, a hoarder. Well, not, he's not a hoarder, but he's got everything. It's amazing. Has there already been any activity because he has all those recordings and the films that aren't in a special area? Is there a lot of activity connected with those? Well, they're all that stuff. Um, is kind of all in the same area and he definitely has activity and he's had people come in and investigate it. So I know like Brian's investigated some of the guys from our team went in and did it one night. So um, there's definitely stuff going on. Has he ever gotten an item and opened it and like, this isn't haunted. Why do they send me this crap? <laughs> I, I would, I would say probably. Absolutely. Um, he gets some weird things. I mean, some stuff, I, I don't, I got to his house one day. He didn't have the scent. He picked this up himself, and I still, for the life of me, can't figure out how he got it to his house. But it was an old, and I don't remember the technical term for it, but it was a, it was this old wooden type bed that when a person passed, they would put them on this bed, and there was kind of like a headrest from behind the neck. Um, it was, I want to say it was tr tribal, so to speak, but this thing was huge. I'm like, how the hell did you put this in your car and get it here? And he's like, yo, you don't want to know. Oh, I'm like, all right. But I mean, he finds the weirdest things and then somehow manages to get them home. I, 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 I find I, it amusing. You haven't taken in the same, you know, way. Yeah, collecting stuff. Listen, no. I got enough regular crap in my house. I don't need to add haunted <laughs> items to it, okay? <laughs> I collect books. <laughs> I do remember you and I had a discussion a while back. Uh, what was the name of the book? The 
Good Lord. Good Lord. You, oh, you just said, about, um, actually, it's probably sitting here. We were talking about, um, uh, the encyclopedia of witches and demons, that one. No, the, the necro. Oh, the ne Necronomicon? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yes. Yes. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? Nah. Well, I, oh, do I have it here? I'm trying to think. I have a picture of actually in Ed Lorraine Warren's museum and they had a copy of the, of that book. And for the life of me, it's, it is on my Facebook page, but for the life of me, I still to this day don't know what this thing is. And it looks like a little skeleton dog on top of it. Like you can see the eyes are hollowed out and it's got kind of a, a weird head. I'll have to send it over to you. I don't know what it is, but it was on that book. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you can find that book while we're on commercial break, you can come back on like this. Well, I have a picture of it. I can definitely, I can probably send you the picture. I have that. Okay. Because that that was that, one of those wiggiest books. Vicky, have, have you ever read through, read through the Necronomicon? Na sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. Necronomicon. Yeah, Necronomicon. Uh, it, it's it's such a hard word to, to pronounce for me. Always has been. I've I've gone through it twice. Twice. But I've had to, even though it's considered fictional literature. Right. At the same at the time, same there time, there's a lot of occultish type influences in it. And demonologists like myself have to go through things like this as well, unfortunately. I felt it was mind and eye candy at the same time more than anything else. But it's a good point of reference for certain things. I found it fascinating that you decided to go through something like this. Someone that doesn't even want to be in demonology or study anything of that side of the paranormal. What drew you what to that book in the first place? Just cause? just cause? I just, I collect any kind of books like that. Anything to do with the paranormal. It doesn't, it doesn't mean gravitating towards one, you know, no, I know, I know, demonology I know. or all that. So, I mean, I want to at least have information on as much as I can. So I know what we're dealing with. Um, and then if it's something that bad, that's not my problem. That is John's problem or your problem. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Still love you anyways. <laughs> Sorry. It's kind of like Vicky. Kind of if, if she ever comes she across ever something across demonic, something she's, demonic like, she's like, Rich, Rich, guess what? Guess I'm what? like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> all right, what now? What now? And that's because and that's I because realized that I have a specialty and I stay and within I my, specialty. my specialty. And I am um, grown up enough to know when I get something that's not my area, I hand it right off. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yay me. Yay me. All right, so these you have your bucket list. What would you take off your bucket list of things that you thought of doing and then you said, maybe not now? Uh, not, I don't think there really is anything. Oh, okay. So you still oh, okay. have that adventure streak in you. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about her, though. Yeah, you know, she's all grown up. 
she's married she's got a beautiful little family and everything but you give best girl a chance she'll be the first one in that in that door to investigate yes heck yeah but i just want to point out that i am not older than you okay all right all right i'm not i'm a gentleman i'm not gonna ask how old you are but i know you're way younger than i am but you you had quite the introduction, the introduction into the paranormal, into the paranormal of which Vicky and I will forever envy you, you because I wish, I wish and I'm sure she, does, I'm sure too, she does too but, but just, just knock 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 hi hi I'd like to learn, like about, to learn about the paranormal, about the paranormal. well come right, come right in yeah she was yeah, sitting she with Zappas and I was watching Scooby-Doo <laughs> um it yeah I, it didn't go that smoothly it was a lot of bugging John Okay. Like, okay. Up, hey, you know, and then finally, I guess he was just like, "All right, she's not going to leave me alone." So, want to join my team? It's like, yes. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. The scariest the moment scariest you've moment ever had. You've ever had. And and don't tell me it was just that one residential place. No, 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 definitely not. Um, it's it was scary, but not just because it startled me, not because it was actually very scary. Um, the Farnsworth house, which is in Gettysburg. Okay. They, okay. um, they do lectures in the basement and you can go down in the basement and there's this door that says, do not enter. So I'm like, I'm going through that door. You know, that's where I want to go. And I got to right before the door and somebody grabbed my thighs like in front. And I was like, okay, um, maybe I won't <laughs> go through that door. Cause they don't want me to. And come to find out later, um, we were in the in the attic. We were doing like a dowsing session, and um, the woman that worked at the Farnsworth said that, you know, that was a little boy that was run over outside that grabbed you, um, and because of my profession, that's why he gravitated towards me. Which was in so, the moment sorry. it scared me, but then I was like, okay. It would have been, been the handprints would have been at level to a child. To a child. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I have this so picture have here this that our producer is showing me. Just give me a run. Just sorry, run. I'm going to have to hit your memory again here. It's not that good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was our, was that our first? Oh, I can't tell what John, he's, his clothes confuse me. Um, I feel like that was our very first episode. Okay. Okay. But I could be wrong. I really don't. No, that wasn't. No, that's from Cal, uh, California. Okay. And okay. the woman had a little knickknack that was given to her, and that was what was haunted. I remember that one. Okay, so it was a knickknack, so not a paddywhack. Not a paddywhack. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. So you guys are also in another picture. And I'm hoping my producer can get to it in time uh, where you're, you guys are traveling somewhere. And there it is. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> John looks thrilled. He always does. He can't help it. But, um, yeah, okay. So Wow, we lost it. Okay, there we are. So in this one, okay, so would you guys literally after filming what you're discussing where you're going to go you still went ahead and discussed it after you stopped filming right yeah 
Okay, so and I would imagine you were planning out your next move when it came to this one particular case. This was just about every case. Yeah, I mean, it's, as you know, yes, you can plan, but you might not be able to go through with that depending on where you're being taken right. or where they're going to set you up. Did you did you find that to be more exciting not to know exactly what you were up against, just finding out when you got there? Yeah, I mean, that definitely helps confirm some things that may come later for us, which is helpful. Um, we weren't I mean, we were in the dark until we literally got somewhere. We, we couldn't know anything. And I mean, even as far as like what what state we were going to, sometimes we wouldn't know till we're getting to the airport wherever we were going. I think Vicky would like it that way, being she's a psychic medium. Yeah. You know, yeah, just blindfold me, put me on the transportation, and drop me off where I'm going. Yeah. That, and that's, and, I mean, that's basically, you know, what would happen. So you guys were treated like psychic mediums, basically. I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, um, more on my side for being the sensitive person, you know, the one that would feel stuff. Um, but also to confirm to Brian and Chris, who are on the techie side, that maybe there really was something going on. And do you feel <clears throat> do you feel that everyone there was on board on the same page when it came to any and all phenomenon? They were did they yeah. buy in right away? Yeah, yeah absolutely not. Okay, I'm, I'm sure they, you know again with them cutting things but like i can remember uh, brian and i at one point and i don't remember if they were filming us we're like going back and forth about it at one point because you know he's more of your logic person yeah. you know and yes i am into logic but i also know that there's other explanations for stuff and I remember just fighting with him back and forth and we were bickering like an old married couple, and, <laughs> you know, but so it wasn't always, you know, yes, we are, you know, we all agree on this. Uh, there definitely was, you know, those different personalities meshing together, but it, it worked for us. It, it's hard to come across chemistry, chemistry. Yeah. but when you finally get it, so how difficult was it? I mean, you were how, on for how many seasons? You yourself. Season one. Season one. Yeah. And there were three seasons. Yeah. And of course, life takes over and whatnot. You missed it, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I what? I'm sure you missed it. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, it comes to a point where you have to make decisions about your life. And, you know, either one of those decisions, you know, it could change your path. I just know that if I, if I stayed, I probably wouldn't have the things that I have now that I would never give away. Right. Right. You know, right. and it just, if it, if that show had come five years earlier, it would have been a totally different story. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm so grateful for the season that I got. The, the other hard thing is that, you know, this, they literally called me and said, we're going in like, it was like a week. So I'm, I have a job. So I have to tell my job, well, I'm leaving. And I don't know when I'll be back. And then you come back, you're done filming, the show airs, and you're sitting waiting to hear if you're getting season two. We aired in, I believe, May or June. Um, by September, October, I was like, I need to get another job. I need funds. 
Um, I wasn't going to live off those episodes forever. It's not, you know, it's not like this huge amount, amount that you're getting. Um, and finally by October, I said, I, I have to get a job. And I, I took a job and literally the next day they're like, season two is coming back. And I'm like, you guys are, you, you're killing me. <laughs> I literally just took a job. And I mean, there was other factors into it too. You know, I was engaged and I couldn't tell anybody I was engaged. I couldn't wear my engagement ring on the show. Like all of that was, you know, blacklisted. Couldn't talk about that. Um, so it was, it was, it was hard to kind of live in that you know, in, in that person that couldn't fully express who they were, you know, um, I didn't like the hiding, but I didn't have a choice. Uh, so it, you know, it, it, it is what it was and it is, what it is. it is what it is. Exactly. Do you feel that a lot of the rules that they place on you when you're on a series are actually needed or do you think there's really no need for some of them? I understand where they come from. I don't necessarily agree with everything, um, but I get why they want things to, you know, pique people's interests, whatnot. I, I get that. Um, do I think it's all necessarily needed? Probably not. Um, you know, you want to be your most authentic self. So it just becomes kind of a gray area, but I don't think it's all needed. So... Should, yeah, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from because I've been there, done that. Um, I started filming in 2021, December of 2021, and the pickup shoots, which was April of 2022, and then we finally got word November of last year when we were going to air because at that time you don't even know. Right. If your show's going to air at all, but when you get confirmation, you're like, okay, cool. All right. But wait a minute. It's another year. And, and I know exactly what you're talking about because you're being asked to take a break. Life, take a break. And you can't do that. Right. So your advice would be for those that could potentially be on a show, don't quit your day job. No, I mean, if you have the opportunity, I would say take it if you can, if you know, if, if you're within the means of being able to do it, um, I would never take back doing it. Um, it's probably one of the best experiences. It's just that there's a, as you know, that first picture of, oh, you're going to be on TV and you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Yeah, that's great. But you have to remember, you know, column B where, like I said, you're traveling all the time. You're living out of a suitcase. You don't know when you're coming home. And, you know, that that can break somebody down. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Uh, Vicki, any questions before we go to break? Well, I don't know if this is going to be a quick one or a short one. Um, considering the fact that you've dealt with all these cases and haunted items, do you believe in curses? Yes. Um, just because we have been taught so many different field of the paranormal. So, um, no, I, I do think that they do exist. Have you found them found in particular them relation to any type of belief, belief system? system? No, but I'm trying to think. There was one that involved, um, like a lot of teenagers, like puberty in that age of puberty, when they were changing over, there was one case in particular that I can remember. Hold the guys, um, hold the guys. Yeah. 
and it um, it wasn't like a it, it was weird because the the place that all these people lived was um, a little island off off near Long Island, and um, the island was basically the same family that had inhabited it for years, and the families were just growing and growing and growing, but it was the same family. And that's where, so within that family, there was a case with some kids that had just hit puberty. So I don't know if because it was always owned by their family, if it had to do with that, in addition to the puberty, because we all know, you know, when puberty hits, that's a perfect age to try to, you know, have activity. But did it stop did it or stop? was it just a certain just amount of time that this time was happening? It eventually stopped. President went out there, I think, three times two or three times. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, there was stuff going on that like you couldn't even imagine. But, um, you know, once once we would figure out what needed to be done, whether you had to have an exorcism in the house, whether you need to have a blessing, there was other team members that went in and did that. Of course, John would be the first one sent in if it, if okay. it came to something came like to that. Something like that. I, totally I totally feel you when it comes to that because it's so difficult. It's so you know, difficult. people, you know, people and we've had this conversa had this these conversations, conversations and we've talked about it on the show oftentimes when it comes to poltergeist. Poltergeist activity happens in any situation. So it can happen at any time. But before we go any further, we're going to take a break. And give and our sponsors, give our a, chance sponsors to, a chance to, you know, let everyone let know, everyone hey, we're know, here, hey, we're here, you know, you know? but we'll be, we'll right, be back right back with Beth, with Beth and our surprise, our guest. surprise guest. So stick around. <laughs> Don't go anywhere.
It's very good. The feedback.
And we're back to Greetings from Beyond Radio with our special guest, Beth Ezzo, and longtime friend and ex-member of Prisney. But uh, I'm also going to introduce our special surprise guest. And uh, (laughs) so let's have our producer bring on our special guest. Hey! Who is that? Hey. <laughs> hey, sweet. How's it going, sweet pea? Good. How are you? It's good. Good to see you. Good to see you. I know. We live in the same state, a half an hour apart. We don't even see each other. <laughs> Welcome back on the show, John. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good. Good. Doing good. Yeah, he kept like- it even a secret from me. Yeah, because he knew that I'd get a little too excited if I knew you were coming back on the show. <laughs> so it's like I'm not even telling you. I have to come. I have to come back on vacation for one of my kids. Uh, yeah, and 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 we've heard that that Beth just pestered you for I don't know how long until you finally let her come in and learn from the Godfather, and and you were 16 years old, right, Beth? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, know. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I sent you that picture that I found. Well, I sent it to John, too. Remember that picture I just yeah. recently Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So we've been here talking about the Haunted Collector, the show that both of you were on. Don't and, touch that! Yeah. Well, you got to talk about something, you know? <laughs> and no, that's what I used to yell all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. What the hell was that? <laughs> Oh, that definitely. That talk, Beth, you got to talk about some of the good times behind the scenes. Oh I mean, God. you know what? What, what uh, one part of it that I used to, I really enjoyed, and it was especially with first season, was having all five of them because all five of them would talk and gang up on me, and they, they, yeah, you, yeah, you laugh over there, and they would think I wouldn't know what was going on. Then all of a sudden, I would turn around. I know you're all plotting. I know what you're all doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool it was fun it was a lot of fun we I, had to I bet. Do things by ourselves too like we went to the magic castle one night which not everybody can do that but we got to go yeah you know uh, beth i was just talking about that recently with uh somebody else too because it's not often you can get an invite to go in there it was a, ma- a magician that i was going back and forth where he goes you're kidding me he goes i didn't know you know you were connected like that. I go, well, I wasn't, but somebody from our production company was and yeah. got us in and we got to see, you know, a couple of the things. And I said, do you remember they were trying to get us to be able to film in there, but the elders yeah. wouldn't allow it. Yeah. yeah. Take pictures in there. We took, I took one picture outside. That was it. You couldn't, you couldn't take any pictures or you were out. Yeah. You were yeah. right out. I remember all that. Yeah. That was, was a cool, pl- cool place to get into. Yeah. The infamous magic castle that no one, unless you're a member, has ever been able to see anything in there. Unless, unless they've actually allowed it onto a magazine and it's like an area, off area that that, that they won't allow people to see. But um, I, I, that must have been an experience for you guys. Did you, did you sense anything there? I'm trying to remember. I, I, Sorry. <laughs> no, man really? with a real phone line. Come on. Yeah. 
you know, you, you just never, uh, I forget to shut it off. One of the few people still left with the, the landline, but I like yeah. that better than anything else. So, but, uh, I just got to let it go through. Sorry. If I pick it up and hang up, they're going to think I hung up on them. So I'll just <laughs> let it go through. So, but anyhow, but uh, again, I don't know. Beth, what what was one of your favorite times? Um, go ahead. You can tell. It doesn't matter. I loved it. My favorite was doing the St. James. I think the St. James was my favorite. Really? Yeah. Just, I mean, as far as case that we did, just because that place is so full of history. But oh man, we had we had so many other fun times. So we were, I mean, it. We were not the regular type of group. Like we legit got along, loved each other, you know, and goofed yeah. off, horsed around. There, what we weren't fighting. You know, there was no animosity between anybody. It was just, you know, we had fun no matter where we went. No, that again too. That that was uh, the one thing I missed when, you know. Um, she had uh, left after the first season because it was to me, it was just never the same. It was my five kids. That was it. That's all I cared about. And, you know, again, but, you know, we moved on and everything, but um, uh, again, it's rare and far and few in between with any of the shows, especially today where everybody literally had worked together or, you know, were friends, you know, again, too, I, I can go, I can go right to right back to the beginning with uh, Beth, and I remember her. She would make a couple of wisecracks at me at a mutual friend's house, and she'd turn around and she'd give me that look to the side, and I was like, "Look at that little shit." <laughs> I caught that look on film. I have a picture of it when we were in Arizona when we went to Tombstone like five years ago. Yeah. That look, and it, somebody caught it. I'm like, "Damn it! They caught me on camera." I do have it. <laughs> But I think it's helpful if you have those relationships where you're going into residential investigations and you put the resident at ease because they can see that the people coming in care about each other, care about mm -hmm. them. And it's good for them to see those little funny relationships that you have on the side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With Prisdy, I'm sure you guys had plenty of opportunities to do that. Um, Beth touched on a case where you where prisney was actually asked to just observe what was going on in, in a house and you mr boss had decided to go downstairs by yourself i think and you caught some cloud black forms coming from the ground and you came upstairs and with a look that she described as like i ain't going downstairs after you came up now beth you may want to refresh his memories because yeah, you guys have gone she on knows so she many. has to now <laughs> no, so maybe you remember this house was a house that they didn't want help but we went into and you had your crucifix yanked when you were downstairs and you came upstairs it was like a it was a two-story you know two-level house and you had your crucifix yanked and i had you just had this look that i had never seen and i was like okay He's uncomfortable, so now I'm kind of uncomfortable. But it was uh, yeah. okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing I'm going to say it was a raised ranch, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now you're you're triggering my. You know, I forgot about all that. It's a good thing so many of you remember the stories, and then as somebody starts telling me something, I go, "Oh yeah," or I'll be talking to you know uh, 
Debbie or something when she's writing something up and two days later I'll go, now I remember it. And she goes, that's why I do what I do. I throw it at you, let you think about it for a couple of days. Then you'll go, now I remember it. So yes, I do remember, I do remember that because, um, it was a peculiar case, a bizarre case, because again, um, if memory serves me correct, we got involved because one of the family members wanted us to come in, but the rest of the family did not. Right. They didn't want help. Correct. They did not want anything done. And it, it was a difficult thing because I remember afterwards, because there's a, a handful of times that I can remember, you know, my crucifix ever getting lifted up and that, you know, that's pretty hardcore when that does occur and happen. So again, that, uh, and as soon as she started mentioning a few of those things, I was like, okay, now I'm remembering it. And then do you remember but again, yeah. tried to segregate? I, I was one of the people they tried to segregate. They, we were in the kitchen and then there were some people in the living room, but you picked up on the fact that they had kept pulling me to come sit with all of them. Mm -hmm. And you told me not a good idea. So I didn't do it anymore. Yeah. Again, it, with cases that uh, like Beth's describing, you know, um, not only do you have to be concerned about what you're dealing with on a supernatural level, a lot of times you got to be careful what you're dealing with, with the physical people that are there. Yeah. Not that I thought at that point in time, you know, there was going to be anything too hardcore going on or anything, but, you know, again, when you start separating and you go into different areas, which I'm phenomenally known for myself, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. But Again, you know, it, it's a trait I think a lot of us have that, you know, if we hear something or something's going on, we, we react to it and don't think at the moment because you just never know what's going to occur or what's going to happen. You know, again, you know, uh, people think it's um, a lot of times it's just that uh, you have to be concerned and uh, wonder what's happening on a supernatural paranormal level in, in a home. But, you know, we, a lot of, a lot of times we don't know those people, those people don't know us. So, you know, you're really taking a chance when you go in to start investigate, you don't know, you just don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm even more guarded today than I ever have been before because the world's just too freaking nuts for me now. So it, it's, yeah, I'm even, true. yeah, I am so guarded, you know, which is, jumping into doing something and you know again i never used to think twice about just and beth will even tell you this i would even go by myself sometimes <laughs> if it was local to go do an interview or see if there was something going on would i ever do that today absolutely not i don't want to end up in, in the river somewhere no <laughs> but we would have meetings i think it was on thursday nights and we would yeah and you'd be like, oh, I just went to this place and this town. And this You would go into like Massachusetts sometimes by yourself. And we're all like, yeah, yeah. You would just jump in the car and go if you got a phone call. Yeah. Those we had, a, we had a case days. one time on Florida Ghost Team. And we were in this residence of this elderly man that we weren't sure if there was dementia or something. And somebody sat on the couch. There was a gun. He yeah. had a handgun. I was and, on that case. Yeah. We had a handgun. And, um, that's really, you know, put it in perspective for us that it's safety first, for sure. There was actually bullet holes in the wall. Uh, he had taken shots at these ghosts that he oh was God. seeing. Yeah, this little tiny creature with a big red nose. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wait, 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 what? You, you, you got a gun? What the? What? Okay, that's when you have to really have your 
defenses up and you have to be, you know, really careful because, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring out a name from the past with, with, with John. This was a case that involved uh, Sean Jones as team lead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And that, and he, he knows Sean from back in the day. In fact, that's how John and I started talking back in the day too. And she's disappeared. No one knows. Um, We, we don't know where she's gone and I'm hoping, praying to God, she's still alive. But, uh that case was fascinating that was the first time i ever met vicky and i'll never forget it because i remember the bullet holes on the wall i remember the old uh gentleman saying that no if they come around i'm gonna shoot them and we were like we may want to think about leaving this case because this guy's not all there and and there are (laughs) situations like that where you actually you know if, if vicky hadn't brought it up i would never have thought of that uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those cases that do stick with you, but it kind of like what happened with you, John, you kind of put it in the back of your mind because it was that traumatic. And that's why I was putting on my glasses in the first place, because so tell me how, how is it? <laughs> when did you start feeling like this? <laughs> I do not have a couch for you to lay on, but please, you know, share with me your feelings. It's a, that 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 that's a loaded question right there (laughs) (laughs) so you know beth i'm I'm sure that time that you spent not only you know with haunted collector the 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 show was something that will stay with you for the rest of your life um but also knowing that you can actually now with your little girl tell people your and your little girl down the road. You know, I worked with John Zaffis and his team, and I was on a TV show. And that that's not something that a lot of people ever have a chance to say. How does that make you feel? I mean, not not you know, it that's I'm not pumping your ego up here, but no. <laughs> you know, it, it's I'm sure something <clears throat> that you can share and and be proud of. Oh God, knowing. I'm, I'm so just honestly honored. To, to, to even not to just know John, but for him to open his door to me, yeah. um, you know, um, because like you said, he's, he's a walking book and, um, you know, I know that there's many, many people that would love to be in those shoes and be able to work with him and do stuff. So, um, I'm so honored and I, you know, I'm humbled by the relationship we have. Um, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. He won't open his door to me. I, I've tried. <laughs> I've even camped outside his door and he just says, hell no. No, I was going to, I have been trying to get, I've been trying to get rid of him for freaking years. And he, he's like a boomerang kid. You know, they're, they're, you know, I always love it because uh, again, too, it'll be like, okay, she's a wonder whatever happened to him. And then all of a sudden, boom, there he is. He'll pop right back up again. And again, but you know, that's not unusual for a lot of us. We, yeah. you know, we'll be out in the forefront and then boom, we disappear into the woodwork and then boom, we come right back out again. Yeah. So, uh, but again, uh, with a lot of things, that's an important thing. And I always uh, tell people when you have other things going on, you have family things going on, you have something, you know, personal issues or anything like that, always do what is best for you. And family should always come first. I, I, it's always been that way with me and it'll never change. If there's, you know, issues going on with a family member and I need to be around or something 
everything gets canceled and that's it because mm-hmm. that just takes the priority to you know as far as i'm concerned and again that that that's a, a an import- that tells me a lot about an individual um when when they do that or they take that step back and go you know i'm making a decision to do this or to do that and you know again i respect that and i respect that in people when they do things like that my fondest memory uh, of John was in mid South. Probably screaming and yelling at somebody. Yeah, right? that too. <laughs> that that no, that was fun actually, because the person deserved it. Uh, anyways, but no, <laughs> that's very far and few between. Uh, but my fondest memory was, I, I, I went I went up to his table and I said, John, I, I'm gonna go to the Dairy Queen and get something to eat. You want something to eat? Of course, I was gonna I was gonna pay. And he's like. Get me a hamburger. Actually, actually, it was a cheeseburger. Make sure it's a hockey puck. I would. I don't want it, you know, semi cooked or anything. I want it burnt. All right, and some fries and and, and a Pepsi. Am I right or am I wrong, Beth? What was what was my big demand when we ate? <laughs> That's why she's laughing because when when you're out filming it, we had a big crew. Yeah, yeah, they don't ha- they don't have it like that anymore. Now it's a lot less people and everything. But I mean, we'd have twenty five to thirty people. They bring in this big buffet and everything. A lot of times they would bring in health food and everything, and I would look at it. But what is this shit? You know, I don't eat this rabbit food, right? And you know, everybody would be like, I don't know, like that. I said, I want a burger and I want my fries. And coffee. Yep. And coffee. And, and coffee. And coffee. Okay, Beth. I believe yeah. this was season one. You might remember this. Okay. What was my requirement? Dunkin' Donuts coffee. In the morning. And I didn't think I was asking for all that much. Sometimes we were places where there was only like Starbucks around. And he would be like, what do you mean there's not a Dunkin' Donuts near here? There's just none. And I would piss and moan and piss and moan about this, right? What they did at one time is they had a bunch of the bags. I think this was season one and they used up all the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Somebody ran down to the store, bought the the five and 10 coffee, dumped it into the bags, closed them up and they making coffee and I'm drinking my cup of coffee and I'm just looking around, not saying anything. I walked up to the person and I go, this isn't Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Here's the bags. I went over to the garbage can and pulled out the other bags that the coffee was in and brought it over. I go, that's Dunkin' Donuts, is it? And the girl just stood there, shook her head. She goes, you're freaking unbelievable. <laughs> she says, you are unbelievable. I said, that's all I ever asked for is my Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's all I ever ask you for in the morning. I feel like that happened when we were taking our, um, like our promo shots that morning when we were, Did there. It? I think that's when that happened. I don't know, but as long as I know is I can, I can remember that. And I finally gave in when I finally realized you went Midwest and out to the West coast, they didn't have Dunkin' Donuts. So I was yeah. screwed. So I had to drink whatever there was. So anyways, I gave into that part of it. <laughs> Oh, boy, boss. Let me tell you something. You know, one thing. Oh, by the way, Justin Curtis, looking forward to seeing you at West Texas Paracon, Mr. Zappos. Me too. It's my first time, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. You know, one thing I've been thinking about and is I think the Haunted Collector should have, like, a tour. I mean, you guys were like a 
band and you should go together to Paracons. For God's sakes. I mean, honestly, your show was one of the best shows out there. I, I loved it. Not just because, you know, Beth was on it. Not that <laughs> guy down there over here. But uh, <laughs> but I'd love to see all of you guys together. And, and it's a matter of getting everyone in on the same page, on the same tour, if anything, do you think that could ever happen? What if I started working something out like that? You know, maybe getting you guys all back together again, having a reunion. Well, that depends on how you look at it, on who's available, who is, you know, Amy's back working full time. Chris, you know, he's back. You know, he, he works his job. Beth, he moved in with his girlfriend. Oh, my, no. <laughs> so he's been they've been together for three years but any, anyhow rich i think a lot of times especially back when i would try to get these these different things coordinated where they would be able to bring everybody on it would come up to with some of the other puricons where okay we could bring one we could bring two but we can't bring the whole group mm -hmm. it, it would get crazy we're trying to do it. And then when I would try to explain it to them, it would get even more crazy. It was like, well, how come they don't want me? Or how come they don't want this one or blah, blah, blah. It, it's the nature of it. Now today, you know, you'd be lucky uh, again to be able to pull anything together because now as all as they really want are the people that are on TV, the ones that are out there now. Like my other adopted son, Brian, the hippie. I mean, you know, again, yeah, you, you'll, Beth, you'll never know how mad I got at him when I found out he let somebody else cut that ponytail off. Oh, I cur oh did I curse him out? <laughs> <laughs> I said, all these years I've been threatening to cut that ponytail off, and you go and get a haircut and let somebody cut that ponytail off. I said, that, that would have been worth a million dollars in gold for people to see that. <laughs> But but anyways, go, go moving forward now. Again, would I love to be able to see something like that? Absolutely, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I know logistics, the cost of everything now. I mean, it's just it's it's really gotten crazy with a lot of stuff. So again, um, I've you know I'm not out doing something all the time now. Cheryl's retired. She's home. So a lot of times on weekends, I don't always necessarily like going out and doing everything weekend after weekend after weekend, <laughs> unless it's October. Your nose is growing. Whose John, nose is growing? Your nose. Because, you know, you are constantly, you told me you've slowed down. And I remember I, I, I have. Yeah, but, you know, I finally heard from you yesterday. It was like, Sorry, I didn't get back to you, buddy. I was out, you know, doing another. I'm like, of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. So, Pinocchio, you got to <laughs> chill out there. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Beth actually brought up a, a, a good point. When I finally make it down to Connecticut, there's a diner that I need to go to when I come visit. Well, and diner. John's a diner guy. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. yeah, but you know what? He he puts in the time, he he walks, and and I know you go your for your nightly walks and and whatnot, and that's a good thing because, you know, the amount of burgers you eat, when we go to the <laughs> diner, 
you know, I, I'm expecting to get good diner food. What, what was the name of the diner again, Beth? No, I don't. I think it's not a particular Bridge, one. The Bridgeport one? But I any, think he's talking about the Bridge the Bridgeport Flyer one that we used to oh, go maybe. to all the time. I'm trying to remember the name of it myself. I don't even remember the name of it. But oh, I guess we, we go. Even we, I remember going to Gettysburg and we had to go to diners. Like we just. Oh, that, oh, that diner down there. Yeah, it, amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And they were just known for their breakfast. They, you know, they would serve breakfast 24 yeah. seven. And I love that diner down in Gettysburg. Be yeah. honest with you, I haven't been down there in a couple of years down in the Gettysburg area, but uh, I, hopefully it's still there. Do you, we had, where did we go? We went, oh, I, we, what state did we go to? I forgot, but we stayed at some woman's house because it was a weekend thing and she had a ton of cats. Do you remember that? And like you went to get in the shower and this cat jumped out of the shower at you. <laughs> I vividly, and I'm trying to think what, what state that was. If Maryland maybe, but it was a, a woman you knew and we stayed at her house. <clears throat> trying to remember, I don't remember that one. And she had so You don't remember a cat running or she jumping had, no, out at you? Like 10 cats, like legit. And one of them was would stay in the shower and then he went to get in the shower and it like jumped at him, scared the everyone, you know, what out of him. I was surprised I don't remember that one. Sad, it's sad. Some, some of the craziest, craziest stories. I just, I just don't remember. I, I, I'm trying to remember that one. I have to get out my old file. I'll try and I'll try to see if I have her name, but yeah, I think it was Maryland. She has it on a file, John. I have a file. I have an accordion file. <laughs> I do. She has a file out on you, John. <laughs> Vicky, any any questions for our guests? Well, I had one earlier before you came on, John. Do you ever get items and you open them up and you're like, this crap isn't haunted? Why did they send this to me? What do you do with those items? Oh, there, there are some items. Def, definitely that. I feel that, you know, the possibility of something being attached to them, I don't, I, I don't think so, you know, again, but I've been proven wrong several different times, you know, items will come in and what I used to do, uh, uh, Beth will remember that I would pass it around to yeah. see, you know, if somebody was picking up, not the real hardcore stuff. And then I would be standing there going, they're picking up on stuff and I didn't even think that there was anything to it, but yet, and some of it would line up with the cases or the stories, you know, that were associated with it. So again, but, um, it's usually far and few in between that happens, you know, usually, especially at this point now, there actually there's three or four different cases I'm working on right now where people brought something in, they thought, you know, was causing major issues and et cetera tell the people, you know, the different things to do. And sometimes people just say they don't even want to take the chance. They pack it up and they just automatically ship it. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, too, um, like I said, uh, hoarders would have a blast out in the museum because the whole upper level, it's like I got this one little walkway and that's it now. Yeah. It's Everything is piled right up to the ceiling. You know, Boxes. there's a lot of people that wonder what you do if you have an item, if they're not going to send it to you. I know years ago, my sister actually had a haunted chest of drawers and a haunted doll. Mm -hmm. And she ended up keeping them for a really long time. She put the doll behind glass so mm -hmm. that no one could get near it. But if someone doesn't want to send an item, you know, to you or someone else, what is something they can do with that item? Depending on what their belief system is, I will tell them to... 
you know, well, if they're Catholic, you know, a Christian, tell them to do prayers, use uh, holy water around it, put sea salt around it, and put it in an area where it's not going to affect or bother anybody. <clears throat> because to be honest with you, and Beth has heard me say this many times, I don't want great grandma's five carat diamond ring. I don't want to get in the middle of yep. all that freaking crap. I don't. Because again, you know, that's a family heirloom. I'll make all the recommendations I possibly can, put it in a safety deposit box, you know, or, or whatever to try to resolve it. I've always done that. I continue to do that. And again, um, I'm not interested in really having anybody's uh, family heirlooms. I'm really not. So uh, again, I'd rather see a person keep it. And those are my recommendations. If it gets to a point where they feel, you know, it's causing an issue, well, you know what? You got to make a decision like with anything else. Either you're going to take it out, get rid of it, you know, or whatever the decision may be. That's up to the people. So, Beth, what what uh, item that John has in his museum is the one item that creeps you out to the max? He's got this black mask. Um, you know that tribal mask? We've had it a while. It's in the book. Oh, the one with the hair. Yeah. With the braided, the braided hair one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, that and that's creepy. But I don't like clowns, so it could be part that I don't like clowns. But the the boys, as John calls them, the boys, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of them either. Oh boy. So it, it, you know, being a part, because you know, let's face it, you're 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 an adopted daughter of John and everything. What what's it like knowing that you have such access? to such rich history with John, the Warrens. I mean, they, they go way back. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, having that ex access and knowing, you know, everything that's happened. I mean, they blaze trails, both mm -hmm. the Warrens and John have, mm -hmm. knowing that you're a part of that legacy. And that is something that you will always have with you. And having access to their home, I'm sure John's not going to keep you out in the cold if he come <laughs> knocking and saying, hey, you know, just came over some coffee and I brought some donuts. Um, you know, how does that make you feel knowing that you have that special relationship with John? Because I know he's like a, a dad to you in many ways. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really lucky. I'm like a spoiled stepchild. <laughs> because, you know, I don't, I don't have to get all the political stuff. I just get the good stuff. Yeah. Well, there's always the political stuff, unfortunately, that comes with all the, I, I, I call it paradrama, and there's been plenty yeah. of that going on these days with, you know, some paracelebs here and there. But that being said, you know, I, I've noticed that John and you and a lot of people that are within his circle tend to stay away from it, including myself. I, I can't stand to be around paradrama. And I have to also give credit where credit is due. The one that actually guided me out of that was John himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he he told me years ago, and I'll never forget it. Richie, if it does if it doesn't involve you, don't get involved. Yep. And I used to be one of those that would go, you know, and and well, get involved. Yeah. I know. And and because of him, <laughs> he he's he's he literally called me up and said, Richie, stay out of it. 
If it doesn't involve you, don't get involved. And and no, those are tell the, it, say like I would say, it's none of your effing business. That, that too, but I'm, you know, this is kind of like a PG-13 show here, and you're turning it into a rated R show. So, <laughs> but <clears throat> it's true. Nowadays, it's not worth the the aggravation. Did you find that that was prominent? And the time that you were on the show, there was a lot of drama floating around B or was it just, you know, something that's been heightened even more 10 years after the fact? I mean, the, the show itself, you know, we would get comments about really ridiculous stuff like, yes, oh, she can't be a serious investigator. She has sandals on. I'm like, seriously, when did my shoe attire? What? I can't investigate. Like, I, yeah, there was one. That I, re I remember that comment. There was, you know, it was bad to look at stuff because you would get. I'd get so mad about dumb comments like that, but I would never respond. But you would not believe what would come out of the woodwork and the things people would say. But that that one sticks out. My shoes. I had sandals on, so I can't be taken as a serious paranormal investigator. <laughs> Do you know how many times, Vicky, how many times have you seen paranormal investigators wearing flip-flops or sandals? Or, come on. No. I mean, no. even to this day, I still see it. And I don't see anything wrong with that. That doesn't, you know, define an individual as a paranormal investigator or not. Right. But if you remember when we were both at different times on Florida Ghost Team, Sean did have a very strict rule about mm. our attire. And That's one true. of them was we had to wear closed-toed shoes yeah. <laughs> for safety reasons. Yeah, that, that is true. I understand that, but it was just, you know, it's. I mean, it was so freaking hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that you know Beth is actually being nice, and um, some of the comments, some of the crap that people would post out there, and again, it, you would read them, and I could just remember I Beth will even tell you that I would just sit there and go, these people don't even know us, right? They know nothing about us, you know, and they're coming up with the these crazy remarks, but. Now, taking it 10 years later after, you know, uh, everything and, and watching the drama and watching what people say today. Oh, forget it. Woo! We got off easy. We, yeah. got, we got off easy, and she's absolutely right. I mean, compared to, I mean, it's it, it just mind-boggling, you know, and just seeing it and hearing about it. Because people, you know, again... Even though I might not get involved with the, or, or say anything publicly or anything about that, I hear about a lot of stuff. And, you know, again, it, it, it's just the nature of it. And I have no interest in commenting on a lot of that stuff. It's just not worth It's just not worth it. Yeah, it really There's is. A lot and of people I, way too much time on their hands. I, I, I agree 110% with you guys. Our producer actually came up with some great ghost busting shoes. Uh, I wish he'd put it up on the screen, but I don't think John would go for these. The Crocs, yes. Those are awesome. <laughs> you'd never get lost in the dark wearing these shoes. I, 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 I would wear I'll these. put them in the museum. <laughs> I, I, I would wear these. I would wear them. I like these. <laughs> that, that's just uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe the black ones. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. It's funny nowadays that people will pick the stupidest things, even back when, you know, with you, Beth, you know, because you were wearing what, flip flops or sandals? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're right. People need to get a life. And 
the you can't compare, and it's true what you guys said. You guys got off easy compared to what's going on nowadays, and we all know what we're talking about nowadays. It's, well, well it, we, we can tell ahead. a story with that. We, we did an event, and I was wearing flip-flops during the event. And those things are noisy. So everyone went to bed. We were sleeping at the actual location. And I'm like, I need to pee. The bathrooms are down the hallway. So here I am trying to sneak. But my flip-flops flip are like, all right, all right, all right. And we're like, flop, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work that way. And it's no. true. It's true. Uh, you know, Jen had actually asked a question. What are you guys coming to Utah? No plans in near in future, the near right future. now. Oh, come I'm on, in. come on, because I keep getting asked the same question. What am I going to to Connecticut? Wait, how uh, rich is Utah's paranormal history compared to Connecticut? Uh, I think Jen should take over when it comes to that because uh, there's plenty. There's Asylum 49, well, well, but Asylum 49 is not. Compared to Connecticut, I, I would say it's a lot lower than Connecticut, but there's still, there's a lot, um, especially in particular locations, I guess different cities have different, different, I don't know, different places that you could go. Um, there's a lot of the, the Native American history. There's, there's quite a bit if you actually look for it. There's the skinwalkers. Yes. But there's so well, much you should come here. Yeah. See? yeah. Yes. Connecticut is rich in, in, in haunted history. Yes. I, I do agree. And I'm sure Vicki. I am up for Dunkin' Donuts my... and Diner <laughs> Food. Yes. No. Well, oh, God. <coughs> donuts. Um, yes. <laughs> my, 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 my weakness when it comes to donuts, honestly, and I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. They always come in a white box, green lettering. Oh, not the Krispy Kreme. Oh, I know what you're, you're talking about. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme? Yeah, yeah, that's Krispy my weakness. Dunkin' Donuts may be boss's, uh, you know, kryptonite, but Krispy Kreme is mine. I, I just, I love it. They're not personal. They're not really around here, though. We, we really? I think there's, yeah. They, they didn't we make it have... here. Oh. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, that's something I have discovered going around the country. There's a lot of things you won't find. Like in Miami, you won't find uh, a Carl's Jr. at all. We don't have they that don't either. Exist. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't think they've ever been here. But they're all around here in Utah when I'm here. When I go back down, down there, I have withdrawals. So I totally <laughs> know that. Um, so, it, you know, as we're coming closer to, to the end of the show. And I, I want to give everyone an opportunity to share their most fondest memories when it comes to their experience with the paranormal. Um, I'll stay out of it, of course, but what is, and, and let's start with, you know, guest number one, Beth, your fondest memory of where you actually went in, didn't know what you were getting into, but at the end you found the answers and you were able to actually solve the Scooby-Doo mystery, as we like to call it in the paranormal field. Um, there was no mystery to be solved, but okay. my favorite memory is Gettysburg with John and a bunch of team um, members that came with us. Um, I, do you remember us going on the Saks Bridge late at night? And uh, is that the time we, we, we were... Fog. Remember that... Thick fog came in, and then we saw like a battle going on. 
out in the field. You know, that that stays right. Stacy Jones was there that time. Yeah. Yeah, and we got into a big screaming fight because she thought I set it up and had people out. In the, you remember that? Yeah. Oh, she wow. thought I she thought I put people out there and was recreating that whole thing. And I'm like, Stacy, look around you. Everybody's right here. Right. And as all as I remember, she looked around. She's a she was a cop, uh, a former cop. So you know, you know the attitude, you know, the the way she looked at it and everything. So, anyway, mm-hmm. she turned it. She looked around. She walked right off to this day. She still talks about that. Yeah. To this day, she still. Yeah. I remember Jeff Belanger. um, Jeff Belanger wrote up that story. I don't know if you remember that of that night when that happened. No, I I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah, One of his books. um, Brendan talked to him and he talked about how there were so many of us. It was very odd because there was a big group of us out there for us all to experience it at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Becky, Becky Kronk says you should do a show at the Mohegan Casino. They have Krispy Kreme and Donut and Dunkin' and Donuts. Dunkin'. Uh, well, I know John would be there, uh, and <laughs> I'd be there too. Krispy Kreme, hey, I I can't turn that down. Plus the coffee. Uh, so this was in Gettysburg. This experience yeah. that you guys we, had. I mean, we were down there for a couple of days, so we got to see that. Mm-hmm. And, like, Barnsworth and um do you remember we got into that field hospital that had all the bat poop in it <laughs> we came out there was one of the the blonde female that we talked about the other day in our emails that was with us i don't know if john john's oh yes 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 he was with us and we got into this field hospital but you couldn't see anything because it was so pitch black and it was really it, it was a unique experience as far as how it felt until you sat in bat poop because the whole place was covered in it. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, we're done. But no, that was probably my favorite memory because it was just, it was a fun weekend and we got history and we got ghosts. That, 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 that that's a pretty good one. It really is. He, yeah. He was, I remember John was yelling at me because I was eating, they used to make pirate booty with kale. And I don't know if you know what that is, but he's like, what the hell are you eating? And I'm like, it's healthy food. He didn't want anything to do with that. But I, I remember him yelling at me in my car when I was sitting there eating it. <laughs> oh, he won't eat sea, uh, uh, seaweed. Uh, that's for sure. If it's not a hockey puck with cheese nope. and fries, forget about it. Nope. But you know what? I, I totally get him when it comes to that. I'm, I'm old fashioned like that, too. And but I've had to cut down on that. For some time now, we all um, we all have, buddy. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> As you get older, you see, you're still you're still young, Beth. You, I'm you not. Could, yes, you. I'm okay, not. all right. I'm not gonna ask, but you know, John would know your age. I don't really know your age, but I know that you're still young. Look, my oldest daughter is 28 years old. Oh, she's so lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that just gives you an idea. And Vicky, your oldest son is 35. 35. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. We, we, you know, after a while, your body starts saying, hell no. And I, I know that's happened to, to boss. I know it's happened to me. And I, I can't speak for Vicky. Has that happened to you yet? Well, well let's not. just say once the extended warranty is out on you, it's all downhill. 
That's true. I know. Then you got to pay for more. Uh, and that's what it comes down to. John, what's the most memorable, you know, uh, investigation you had with B, with Beth? I call her B, sorry. It could be haunted collector days. It could be prisony days. Doesn't matter. I would just say, I don't want to go too much into depth, but a mutual friend, basically, how we had we had met and um, gone back and forth. And the case was the real McCoy with a person that would go under possession. Mm. And I think that was one of the, the biggest turning points where I realized that Beth you know, was getting an understanding of it. And realizing that these things really do occur, these things really do happen. And she would talk to me, you know, periodically about the, uh, some of the events that would occur and happen. And again, that that was something that, again, to this day, I still look for that. When people have an interest, but yet they're looking at it, they're looking for the logical explanations, they're looking for things. And I remember her just looking at me and just saying, there's no way this can't be the real deal. This is happening. And again, that was one of the, the points there where I was like, she's going to make a good paranormal investigator. Yeah. Beth, how did that make that one case he's talking about? How, how did you feel at that moment in time when this man went under? Well, it was a woman. and It was um, a woman. Okay. It, I had a, a very close relationship with her and so did John, um, but on different sides. And, you know, she was basically the bridge that gap, you know, that brought me to John. Um, okay. And it was, there was a lot of personal attachment to, to her. I, I really cared for her. Um, there was a lot of medical stuff and paranormal stuff going on with her. So, um, you know, there was days that I grappled with it because I really, I mean, I, I loved this woman. Like you, you wouldn't believe I really cared a lot about her. Um, and it was hard to, to see what was happening to her. And honestly, nothing I could do about it. I couldn't do anything for her. But that, that would have been the most gripping case of all, if anything, because it, it involved, you know, personal relationships with this individual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would have to agree. Vicki, how about you? Um, some of mine, I mean, we've had cases that just fit perfectly. The research matched the EVPs, which matched everything going on. We were able to do cleansings, but actually two that stick out were not paranormal. It was an elderly gentleman who was going through the early stages of dementia. And we, um, at the time I had a nurse on the team and she said, listen, I think this is what's going on. So we recommended that he see his physician and sure enough, he got put on medication and he stopped experiencing things. And that man reached out to us for a solid year in email to say thank you for telling me what was going on. And the other was a case I went there and clearly the person was addicted to drugs. And um, I found them, I have, um, I have someone on my team who's actually a mental health professional. And we were able to give him places where he could go for rehab and all that kind of stuff. And those really stand out because I always feel that if somebody else had come in, they probably just would have said, Oh, you have a ghost or you have this, or you have that. But the real issue was the mental illness and the drug addiction. Mm -hmm. I feel that a lot of what's been missing 
when it comes to investigating nowadays, because oftentimes it's so much easier to investigate a commercial location than it is to involve yourself in a residential. And I've always been old school where I prefer to help people that are having issues with the paranormal and help them understand what's going on. Also being a demonologist, you kind of have to learn how to deal with people first because it's a, it's affecting the people. And I feel this is what the paranormal has actually broken away from. It, it's so, uh, it, it, it's become so, how can I put it? Um, out of touch with mm -hmm. the real issue here and it's not the issue is not the paranormal the issue is not the person it's either having them learn how to coexist with what's going on or get rid of what may be causing a living hell in their lives at that moment in time because that in itself is where we have separated and and also the shows don't necessarily help although there's a few shows out there that i I applaud them for actually helping families out, but it's very far and few between. Now it's commercial locations. And I do you guys agree that this is yep. what's going on nowadays, that there's this disconnect that, that's happened within the paranormal field? Mm -hmm. Oh, there, there definitely is, but I can understand why. Uh, we don't live in that environment anymore when going into mm -hmm. residential houses that you don't put yourself at some type of liability yeah the people you're bringing in it's a totally different world today and i try That's to true. tell researchers you know again you got to be guarded what you let out there if it's a residential and a private case or even you know with other circumstances it's a totally different environment now and again um i'm very guarded with it there's uh a, a lot of very good researchers I've seen over the past four or five years get themselves in some major, major oh, yeah. uh, type of situations that, uh, you know, normally it wouldn't have happened years back. But again, it, it's things have changed. Everything's changed. Yeah. It's no longer, you know, uh, Sweepy, come on, we're going to go investigate. We'd yeah. round everybody up. We'd go. People be yeah. taking pictures, doing EVPs. Everybody'd be hanging out, and you'd be saying this or saying that. You can't do that anymore. Nope. You you, you know there. You have to take that step back, and you have to look at the big picture. You know, okay, is something going to affect something in any other regards? And I th I think we'll put my guard up more with that than anything else. Just a simple fact of knowing uh, several other uh, paranormal investigators out there that ended up having legal issues after, you know, just after doing something so innocent, you know, very innocently. Mm -hmm. And again, it, it's a different environment today. Yeah. Total, totally different. I'd rather go out and do the, you know, the well-known established places, bring people, have a good time because you don't have to worry about, all the other stuff that ties in. That's why I think you see more people or a lot of the shows focus more into, you know, doing commercial uh, hauntings and things of that nature, just so they don't have to deal with uh, a lot of the other things that uh, tie in today. 
have to agree. B, you agree too? Yeah, 100%. Because not yeah. only that, the liability, but people are losing their minds, I feel like. <laughs> they are. You know, I mean, they could, it could honestly be a trap. You don't know. You know, so it's both. This is true. You know, I call, uh, I call it COVID. <laughs> I, I still blame everything on the COVID. No matter what happens, it's COVID. It's the COVID effect. That's what's doing it. So, you know, and it works. So, <laughs> well, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. And um, uh, just so you both are aware, stay stay tuned. Don't, don't go anywhere just yet uh, after the show is over. Uh, just want to, you know, uh, say our proper goodbyes and thank yous. But thank you both so much for making it onto the show and sharing your experience with with us because uh, not too many people get to hear of behind the scenes. And I, I always like, you know, getting the behind the scenes kind of deal and getting everyone's perspective. You guys are awesome. And I love you both very much. You know that. And uh, you always, I just like you guys have always had my back. I've always had yours. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks. Good to be on again. So stay on. Don't go anywhere. Just go to the green room, have some coffee and donuts. <laughs> and, you know, we'll, Vicky and I will take over from here. <clears throat> so um, next week, we're going to have Brian J. Kano on the show. For those of you that don't know, um, and also an alumnus of um, Haunted Collector, he's a great person, great people. I've met him very, I, I've lost count on how many times I've spoken to the gentleman, but quite frankly, is one of the, the true go-getters out there that knows what he's talking about. He's just not, you know, out there doing paranormal con on camera. And I'm sure Vicky and I are going to have plenty of questions for Brian J., uh, when it comes to the show next week. Um, so as we say and sign off and say our goodbyes to all of you out there listening to us, stay tuned for next week when we have Brian J. Kano from Paranormal Caught on Camera and also of Haunted Collector fame. Uh, Vicki, want to say your goodbyes before we sign off? All right. I just want to thank everybody that tunes in every week. That's yeah, making this definitely. enjoyable. It's making it a success and we can't do it without you. Definitely. Uh, like I've always said, this is all about you guys and all of us in a journey together, trying to learn at the same time. So as I always end all our shows, live life. Don't let life live you and peace be still. See you next week. <laughs>